Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Matchball 30 sponsored by Calidus, leading consultants in health and safety, project management, asset management, environmental services and training. Visit wearecalidus.com for more information. The Matchball. Welcome to the Matchball 30, a game-by-game journey through the 1991-1992 season, 30 years on, with Dan, Michael and Moscow White here, joining you on that journey, and it feels a little bit like deja vu this week. These bastards again. And we still can't win. Should have. We can batter them. We've proven that. But then the uh, the cost we pay for battering them is to have our FA Cup dreams destroyed and maybe the title dreams as well, depending on the state of our talisman's arm. Yeah, I think the, the cost here is as much about the injuries that we sustain, which we'll get onto in due course, as it is the result. Because we can concentrate on the league now, can't we? With our completely threadbare knackered squad. <laughs> I mean, there is something in that, I suppose. If concentrate we, on the orthopaedic surgery. <laughs> if we go back to, uh, you know, to Riviera, there was a, a tendency for us to try and win everything and win nothing. So... I'm glad we're out of the FA Cup. That's exactly the right way to think about this. And I'm glad we didn't even try to win this game, which we <laughs> most definitely did um, and should have. But I do wonder if it might be that will be the end of our title challenges, the um, the tannoy call for an orthopaedic surgeon to go to the dressing rooms. If that's That'll be the moment when it all collapsed. Well, FA Cup third round, January the 15th, 1992, Manchester United at home in the cup competitions, which happens, it happens the annual... Um, well, twice a year these days. Um, lining up like this, John Lukic in goal, Mel Sterling, Tony Dorigo, Steve Hodge wearing the number four shirt with Fairclough on white, five and six. Andy Williams is in at number seven. Rod Wallace, Lee Chapman, Gary McAllister and Gary Speed completing the 11 with Bobby Davison and Sir Michael Whitlow on the bench. Up against these lots, Michael Parker, Irwin, Bruce, Webb, Pallister, Kanchelskis, Ince, McClare, Hughes and Giggs with Brian Robson on the bench with Clayton Blackmore, who dispatched that ridiculous free kick the other week. Um, that was the League Cup tie, wasn't it, that he did that in? Trying to remember which cup's which. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, David Batty still suspended. Gordon Strachan still carrying that injury. Chris Fairclough is your captain today. And Andy Williams, a surprise starter, just back fresh from his um, his loan at Moscow's hated Port Vale. Mm, he's been, um, I mean... Port Vale, who only have a team in the Football League because they stole, uh, they campaigned to steal Leeds City's place in 1919. I suppose once Neil Aspin has crossed that hated divide, the uh, floodgates are open and uh, um, Andy Williams couldn't wait. 
Well, I suppose at least he uh, he's seen the error of his ways and come back to to playing this game. Different looking lineup with um, Chapman sort of on his own up front and a bit of a five four one four three three thing going on. Yeah, the change in shape. You've got Speed McAllister and Hodge sort of uh, in the middle of the park, and and Wallace and Williams pushing sort of wide forwards, not quite wingers, wingers but I think so the wingers. Andy Williams is a winger. Well, he's always been a winger. He's just, he's just very slow, so yeah. you don't think he's yeah. a winger. That's the trick. A very slow, a very slow winger without any tricks. <laughs> what do you want to be? A racing driver? How fast is your car? Very, very slow. Yeah, bless him. He does all right in this game, though. Does Williams actually? I think for someone who's been on loan in the second division and not really playing for us, he's better than we have any right to expect. If you remember last year when he'd been, he was on the transfer list when he was um, kicking the shit out of Paul Ince for us in the League Cup semi-final. So he's never let us down, Andy Williams. It's kind of weird that we've. We're having to use players who we were previously trying to get rid of, like Bobby Davison is now, well, given Chapman's injury, which we'll get on to, may now be our main striker, for all we know. Um, yeah, we, we're kind of having to dip into the the people who we don't necessarily want to at the moment, yeah, and we obviously were, Mike Whitlow. We were on the verge of selling Bobby Davison to Derby because he scored some ridiculous number of goals for them on loan in Division 2, but then he got injured just as we were about to do it, and now he's um, playing up front for us. Because someone has to. Uh, and the reason why is because, as Michael mentioned, Lee Chapman gets uh, injured in this game. First of all, though... It's crap anyway. should have scored in this game. Oh, I can't believe he missed that. But we'll again, we'll get on to it. So Which one? Well, let's start at the start and say that this one should have been over and done and dusted inside the first 43 minutes. Very specific number, the 43rd mm-hmm. minute. We'll use that as the cutoff for where this started to go wrong. And out of the blocks, and our best performance against these lot probably since we've come up. So this is the eighth game against them since we got promoted. And I I would say, on the basis of this, we're miles better than them, but just unlucky to have lost this. There is something conspiring against us. It's very clear in this game. I mean, yeah, so many good chances. The first one, Schmeichel had a bit of a weird game because he makes one brilliant save, but he just kept coming for crosses that he couldn't reach as well, which was gifting us quite a few chances. But yeah, the first one's 10 minutes in where it's um, it's Gary Speed coming, who, who's gone for a header about 12, 13 yards out, which Schmeichel is nowhere near. And it's one of those that it looks like it's just about to drop for Chapman to tap it into an empty net, but it just so kind of goes wide enough, which allows the defender to get back and the angle's too hard for him to strike it properly. But it's kind of coming, you feel like, because we're absolutely taking him apart in the opening, well, right from kickoff. We're, and for the first half an hour in particular, we're, we're so intense in their faces and just all over them. They can't, they can't keep possession for any length of time. They, whenever the ball goes forward, we win it straight back. It's just relentless. Mark, Mark Hughes is crying already as well in the opening five or six minutes, isn't he's he? Such a, <laughs> such a cock. <laughs> it's hard to express how much I want to see him injured. I mean, uh, we do try um, on a few occasions, but in the end, it's Gary Pallister who gets the injury, which which Mark Hughes what deserves. What they need to do is sit down on the floor about Chris Fairclough's knee height and allow him to just brush past lightly. That'll uh, that'll take care of it. There's another chance soon after that um, that Chapman one as well, isn't there? There's uh, there's the foul by Bruce on Chapman and Mel hits the free kick hard which is what Mel does but this one goes over yeah he's doing well he's Mel as well he's causing him problems down the right wing and the kind of the game that we that we lost against them was Konchelskis and Giggs just running wild but in this Mel seems a bit steadier with Giggs and I know ultimately it's Giggs that leads to the uh, that crosses for their for their goal but Sterling is a lot more competent in this one defensively and he's causing him problems going forward and having the wide men I guess helps like to, to be able to double up mm. and it's midfield as well because Scum's big tactic has been dropping Brian McClare the ridiculously named Chockey into midfield off of Mark Hughes but 
having a midfield of Gary McAllister, Steve Hodge and Gary Speed in the middle against its um, Brian McClare, Neil Webb and who's the other loser they had in there? Ince. Those three can't do anything against our three who are much better. So, And that means McAllister's creating chances for us getting the ball out to Wallace. There was one where Swapping he... Swapping uh, sides, Wallace. I mean, just the creativity within Leeds that we can... Um, we've got them spinning round. Paul Parker doesn't know who he's marking from one minute to the next. But it's uh, Wallace against Irwin on the right, another ex-Leeds. And um, Cross, it's a hard one for Chapman when you think if he'd... Um, He's sort of sliding into the front post and if you, you've seen him score them, but you can understand why that one's not been scored. Whereas the one two minutes later when it's another brilliant cross from Wallace this time at the back post and Chapman's completely unmarked and it's the kind of thing, if we were back at Hillsborough at the weekend, this goes sailing into the net. And this is the one reason, that baffles me, this one. Why? It, is, it is full on mortgage on Chapman here, isn't it? When you see it going in the box, he scores this goal 99 times out of 100. He does do the right things. He heads. You can mm. see because Schmeichel has come across to his back post and Chapman's unmarked and he's got the time to pick his spot and he picks his spot inside the front post going into the top corner where I'm sure he's put it a million times in his career and he misses. To be fair, he only misses by like a yard or so. Mm. It's not like he's have, he's made an absolute mess of it, but it's um, just uh, the kind of aerial misjudgments because his command of flight mechanics... <laughs> superb to be able to move his 14 stone body in such a way and then the neck muscles of how they power the ball on a certain angle read the cross decide the point he gets all all that it's like landing the apollo on the moon and he misses by a couple of yards which if you were landing a space rocket on the moon probably fine because he's still on the moon mm. But the the goal in front of the South Stand at Ellen Road is a smaller target. Just so a different crater. He's going to a different crater, hasn't yeah. he? That's all. That's it all does kind doing. of feel like we've used up all his goals in that 6-1 win. Should have saved some. Well, just to um, reiterate the theme of Leeds coming out of the blocks in the first 20 minutes, those two chances there, 19 and 21. So we could quite conceivably be two or three up at this point. And it's the, wild. And the Hodge one was not long after as well. That's a good chance because, it's again, it's Chapman at the centre of it. It's a... It's a long ball forward and he, he heads it on and Hodges, I guess with the, the extra people in midfield, Hodges running from deep on it. He takes it nicely on his chest and then a little touch of his thigh low to either side of Schmeichel and it probably goes in, but he, mm. he, he kind of hits it cleanly but pretty much straight at it him. It sort of swerves upwards in a way, doesn't it? Mm. It's, uh, it's a little bit high. Nice height for the keeper, but again, another one we should have uh, should have scored. And that's half an hour on the clock. Should be out of sight. But you always get that, that creeping sense of we need to take advantage of this. And obviously with the aid of hindsight now, we can say that it did cost us. Um, they get a corner on 36. And we get a free kick and that's the end of it. Dirty, dirty bastards. <laughs> fouling, kicking. Gary Pallister headbutting Chris White's mm. hand, elbow, whatever it is. I'm not sure Chris White altogether knows that he's punching Pallister in the eye. Chris White um, knows. As he swings <laughs> his arm backwards. I think he knows he's you know making contact with him, but, you know, all fine. Just wipe the blood off. Um, Pallister does uh, jog past Chris White once it's all over but there's no kind of like um, indication of oh sorry mate oh, no don't worry about it it's kind of I'll, just, I'll walk past you because I know exactly what you just did but they do get on with it You're right yeah 41 minutes another half chance Chappie in there again doesn't quite get it right Schmeichel picks up and this is kind of where the, the coin flipped because we'd contained Giggs and Kanchelskis up to this point but then a minute before half time we're 1-0 down bastards this kind of contains some of the good, the way it starts, because when you're talking about containing 
Giggs, he gets the ball on the left and starts running in field because he doesn't fancy taking on Mel Sterland. And because we've got so many midfielders, it's actually a great bit of play from Steve Hodge, who's on the edge of our penalty area. And I think he's marking um, Brian McClare at that point. And he just sees exactly, reads what Giggs is doing, runs forward and just takes the ball off his toe as he Giggs is kind of tapping it in front of himself. And he just streaks through, takes the ball off his toe, puts us on the counter-attack. Unfortunately, the upshot of that counter-attack is that he gets to the edge of Scum's penalty area and gives them the ball back, and then it all goes wrong. It's mm. quick as gigs. That is a problem. Well, we've not given him many chances. When he does get a chance to run into space, he can just charge straight into it. And he actually takes quite a bad touch in this. He looks to have taken it too wide, but then it's an incredibly good cross. It's, it's, to be fair, it's a straightforward cross and finish, isn't it? Albeit, he it did, it did hit it quite well, but why would we give him credit? Well, that's true. It so, happens uh, so quickly as well that we don't have our defence sorted out. Chris White is sort of going to the near post in case Ryan Giggs cuts inside and uh, tries to bring the ball into the box himself. And then it's um, Andy Williams has got back. Um, he's challenging uh, Mark Hughes. Well, he's not really challenging. He's trying to get near him and then the ball's over his head and um, Hughes heads it in. We certainly don't need to give Hughes any credit. No, absolutely no. not. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Halftime comes then, 1-0 down. And we got a lot of credit in the studio. If you're watching this on the telly, Alan Hansen and Des Lynham there saying how great we were from the start to almost the finish of the first half. Yeah, he's in the process of saying we were great all half. Is Alan Hansen. Then he has to go, oh, well... You know, Nearly. apart from the bit, obviously, where they scored right at the end of it. It's funny, Alan Hansen used the word travesty um, about the halftime scoreline because Leeds were that good. And then uh, they went to Ray Stubbs in the tunnel talking to Gordon Strachan and Norman Under and uh, Strachan without presumably having heard anything Hansen had, saying, had said, said it was a travesty <laughs> that uh, that was the halftime scoreline. 
So I think we can all be uh, judged that it was a travesty. It was also a, a travesty that Ray Stubbs turned to Norman Hunter and said, uh, if you were the Manchester United manager in that dressing room, what would you be telling them to for the second half? And Norman Hunter's... Concede a, a goal, lads. Yeah. It's not my fucking job. There's a, there's a big uh, sort of confused look on his face for a while. He's like, well, I would tell them to lose. But he obviously he can't say that. So he just says, oh, I'm sure they're very happy in that dressing room and they'll just tell them to carry on in the second half. But um, yeah, a very weird question to ask Gordon, uh, to ask Norman Hunter of all people. Into the second half, and we weren't quite as dominant in this half, but we easily matched them and probably had the better chances again. Should have won 6-7-1 maybe by the end of this. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the chance that was shortly after halftime was the one that where you think, yeah, that's it. How, how, did, this not no, go, how did this not go? There's, there's just no point doing this anymore. It's um, it's basically Chris Fairclough has an open goal seemingly from four yards and Peter Schmeichel appears from absolutely nowhere to, to claw it away. Mm, starts with a corner over in the uh, the northeast corner, doesn't it? Going towards the cop this half and uh, Sterling stoops to uh, pop it towards goal and then it's blocked. Handball by Paul Lynch, should we say? <laughs> I mean, there was a big shout for it. The replays show it might have been his chest, but Paul Lynch might have hands on his chest. Mm. You, don't, you don't know, do you? You don't know what they're up to in Manchester. <laughs> and then Speed follows it up, um, pops it across goal. Chrissy Fairclough, just put it in, Chris. Already celebrating it. He does his best. You can see, if you watch Mel Sterling's reaction to this, he's kind of half celebrating and then does a, I can't bloody believe it, sort of <laughs> sort of motion. Um, we'll, yeah. la- we'll laugh about that in years to come, lads. Uh, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. Um, and then we get really serious 20 minutes from the end, don't we? Off goes um, Andy Williams, on comes the racing car. Going into turbo. Yep. And it pushes Tony Dorigo forward. I mean, imagine facing a left-hand side like that. The speed and power of Dorigo and Whitlow. Paul Parker's pretty quick, but surely he's not as quick as these two. You can't keep up with both of them. Yeah, it starts off with Dorigo going left wing, but then they kind of swap back. They put uh, Whitlow further forward. And um, um, and then, yeah, the first thing that happens is uh, Mark Hughes has a head. <laughs> um, but, and then, it's, only, um, it's only their second chance of the game, though, proper. They've really they've, they've shown nothing. We've absolutely... We've crushed them in midfield and had all the the chances. They just got us on that one break because we can stop them when they do uh, break. Kanchelskis nearly gets away after Whitlow is uh, somehow. This world's too good for him. This world is too good for Mike Whitlow. But um, uh, a well-timed rugby tackle, I think. <laughs> but um, I mean, we can't highlight uh, Whitlow fouling Kanchelskis without pointing out that he also made an absolute mug of gigs when he uh, gigs tried to go past him and he just outpaced him, took the ball off him, turned and ran. So uh, a little foul on Konchalskis to even things up is absolutely fine. I mean, they wanted him sent off. Did he get anything? No. Well, they were trying to claim it was one of these new-fashioned professional fouls that um, Konchalskis was through on goal or whatever, but there was loads of defenders around and there was never any question of it. It's just the usual moaning bastards that they are. That was on 77, 79, Cesar. Next change, Steve Hodge uh, goes off. Davison comes on and we follow it up with a, with another chance. And it oh. is Whitlow. Mm. Whitlow, the architect. Well, Whitlow and Schmeichel, who again is doing weird weird stuff well, in the a, goal. It's a really good cross. That's the thing. It's um, Schmeichel's being given really difficult crosses to deal with and just showing that he's not that good. So <laughs> he's tipped this one on at the front post. And then again, this is where, well, this is the first thing that makes you think if it wasn't Chapman's night already, this kind of confirms it. I know this is where um, my optimism lasted a little bit longer than Michael's. You thought 51 minutes were, were out of luck. This is the one where I thought, well, if Chapman's shot is going to be blocked on the line by Gary Pallister um, to equalise, then 
um, we're probably not going to do this. And the only hope then is kind of this comes straight after Davison's come on and we're going 4-4-2, Chapman and Davison up front. And um, then you've got, you know, Whitlow and uh, Dorigo on the wing and uh, Wallace and Sterling on the other, Speed and McAllister in midfield. And you've got, that, that's a, a strong lineup to keep attacking them. Unfortunately, well, one, we don't get the penalty for what happens next. And then also we lose Lee Chapman, not just for the last 10 minutes of this game, but possibly for the last, well, how many weeks out of the season, 10 weeks or whatever. And there goes the FA Cup, the title. and Dignity, uh, our dignity? Are we um, losing that? No, we've always got our dignity. Good. Yeah, this is not what you want, is it? Not at all. A, ba- a bad end. Yeah, speed, heads across, back across goal. And um, Chapman is definitely going to score this one. There's absolutely no doubt that this is uh, Chapman heading into the goal. But Gary Pallister pushes him and that leads him to land on an arm. And it's a little bit confusing at first because Chapman and he's, got, he's managed to get his legs all tangled up with um, uh, Peter Schmeichel. But um, once he untangles himself and you think, oh, well, he'll be all right, he doesn't get up and Chapman always gets up. You can see someone kind of goes across almost to do that. I'm going to help you up thing. And yeah. he goes, no, don't pull that arm. Thank you. That's, that feels quite knackered. Yeah, he looks um, straight at the dugout as well. So he's just, um, and I think uh, watching the replays, I don't know if, I'm a, if it's good lip reading or I'm imagining it, but I swear he, he just goes, I've broken my arm. And he's um, straight away got Alan Sutton on and doesn't, uh, doesn't mess about trying to treat him, just puts his, um, sort of grips his just arm to try and arm. stop it from, um, I don't know, snapping in two. Um, falling off and tries to walk him off the well he does walk him off the pitch but I've seen well his legs aren't broken Moscow are they no but I think he's uh, he looks in a lot of pain every step that Chapman takes as he's being uh, scampering off the pitch that's the other thing Sorry, slow down a little bit <laughs> you don't have to run him off the pitch he's in he's in a lot of pain every step seems to be causing a, a shot of pain through his arm slowly slow, slower um, but no they, they go off and um Little uh, the the further disgrace is Alex Ferguson smacking him on the back as he walks off. Don't touch him. He's, <laughs> You've he's, no right. He's already bad enough. There's always it's nice in some ways, but it'd be nice if it was a different club. Or you know, the opposition manager tapping your injured striker. Well, it's your defenders just fucking shoved him into the ground. And then there was a bit where um, Brian Robson was having a chat with Gordon Strachan because Strachan was on our bench in a beige suit, and they're all having a a laugh. But Wilkinson's looking at him like. You know, get back in your own dugout. Don't try and be nice, <laughs> especially when they're going to win as well. But I mean, so two things have happened here. One, we've lost Lee Chapman, not just for this game, but possibly, well, again, looking at the body language, Mick Hennigan, Wilkinson's assistant, is on the is scene in the dugout and he's kind of drawing a line across his arm and it's the forearm near the wrist where it seems to be broken. But he's making like a chopping motion. Oh, I don't know if he's saying cut it off, bring yeah, it back on. It's like Alan Sutton's just down there with a with a bandsaw. That's <laughs> the only thing we can do. Get it off, strap it up, send him back out. Um, but we don't even get a penalty for it because they're bastards. And, and we like, get and we get to play with ten men, don't we? As well yeah, as, yeah. as the extra, but even the extra a, bonus. A penalty that, that, might have been something to to make up for it. And I think there was enough in there. Pallister knows what he's doing. Where he's he's not going to win that ball, so he thinks, well, I'll I'll shove him so he can't. When it either it was either going to be a goal. There's no reason why Lee Chapman would miss that unless somebody fouled him. And it's it's one of those where a commentator would think it it would describe it as like clever defending or something. Mm. And if and if Chris White does it, it is clever defending. But yeah. if Gary Pallister does it, it's 
it's cheating. Well, he, that, yeah. little, that little cut that he got on his face earlier on, he's obviously taken it badly, hasn't he? That's it, and he's lashed out. And obviously, the, the downside, and this is the, the co-commentator on the BBC coverage, is Trevor Brooking, who has offers absolutely no opinion. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, anything all game. There's a bit where uh, uh, Barry Davies suggests that Tony Dorigo could play left wing for England, and he says, is that something that you think Bobby Robson might well, you try know, out? Uh, well, you <laughs> He says, well, there's, there's plenty of time for him to look at that if he thinks it's a, it's a good idea, maybe in an away game. So that, that doesn't answer the question of whether you think he might be able to. <laughs> it's like, well, they, they could look at it. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> we knew all this already. Just shy of 32,000 inside Ellen Road for this one, another big crowd. But in that last 10 minutes, there is that sense of this one's got away from us because it's all gone wrong, hasn't it? We're getting nothing. We didn't get the penalty. We've lost Chapman. You can just see uh, hopes teetering on the brink. We still kept going, but yeah, luck was not on our side against these scumbags. <laughs> well, Wilkinson mentioned in the post-match actually, didn't he, about uh, luck being a factor. Yeah, Manchester United were lucky to win, but that is cup football, and you have to take things like this on the chin. I think our credentials stand up to anybody's examination, and we've just got to make sure that we don't let the disappointment of the cup result eat into our desire to finish the job this season. Personally, I think it can be a strong defeat if we are strong enough to make sure it is one. I like that idea of a strong defeat. Well, that's the Cups done and dusted for this season. It's these bastards done and dusted for this season, isn't it? Um, I mean, that's the that's relief. We looked, we looked forward to these games, didn't we, before promotion? It'd be great to play Scum again. Bloody awful. <laughs> Especially when they keep beating us. Now, um, yeah, I don't know what the prognosis is for Chapman with a, a possibly broken arm. I did, I did find a hand in a bin outside the... Uh, <laughs> Outside the low fields, I don't know if that's anything to do with it. Yeah. I don't know whether, see, that's a good sign for a, a speedier comeback or whether he's just given up, whether one-armed Chapman is going to uh, do the business for us for the rest of the season. But, I mean, I don't want to call us a one-man team and we have managed to, we coped well against Sheffield Wednesday without Strachan or Batty, but we had Chapman. And since he did arrive in uh, January for the promotion season, goal after goal after goal, even when he had his um, his face slid off and he left it behind on um, Tottenham's, running track so we've established Chapman can play without a face question for the rest of the season is can he play without a hand well the one upside to going out of the cup means that we have a break um, for the final week of January which means hopefully we might be able to get a few of the walking wounded back uh, back in action however no time to dwell on this one because we are back in action in the league in three days time against Crystal Palace at Ellen Road so we'll see who we can uh, throw in attack it'll be uh, be interesting to see what they actually managed to do for that one and let's not forget Palace the only team to have beaten us this season Oh, good. In the league, anyway. We don't count the Cups, do we? They don't count. No. We don't lose to anybody important. Right, three days' time. We will see you back at Ellen Road for that one. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.